That's right, because I live in Australia, and in Australia, for Christmas, we go to the beach. And if you want to hear what else we do, keep listening in the near future to Bill Grady, and you are the guest. Welcome to You Are the Guest, a weekly show where you can be the guest and tell people what you and your friends and neighbors think about news events and issues of the day. It's part talk show, part opinion poll, part reality show, and a whole lot of fun. And it's completely dependent upon your participation as a guest. To be considered as a guest for a future show, check out the website at www.youaretheguest.com for details. Now here is your program host, Bill Grady. Greetings from the great city of Fort Dodge, Iowa, and welcome to show 21 of You Are the Guest, the show where we talk to everyday people just like you and me about their lives and about the issues of the day. Our guest today is from Washington, D.C. Scott, welcome to the program. Thank you, Bill. I'm glad to be here. Scott, are you originally from D.C.? Uh, no, I was born in a little town in Georgia called Eastman, Georgia, which is about in the middle of the state of Georgia. And we moved to D.C. when I was two, and I've lived here ever since. So I consider it at home. Tell me about yourself and tell me about your profession. Um... I think of myself as a filmmaker, uh, like I said, from Washington, D.C., and what I'm doing now is I've created a musical TV show called Pancake Mountain. Tell me about Pancake Mountain. Sure. It's kind of homage to the local shows I grew up with as a kid, and that in kind of a combination of how radio stations and stuff were programmed in the 70s, and in both those incidents, uh, the stations, uh, whether it be the radio stations or the local mom-and-pop TV shows, kind of programmed the things they wanted to. There was a lot of local TV. Uh, DJs would play any kind of music they would without having a playlist. And it seems today so much of the stuff's kind of homogenized. That no matter where you go, you're hearing the same music or the same songs. And there's no, no kind of sense of, of these local things. And I, I kind of miss that. And already being in the profession, I kind of had the equipment to, to start my own show. Sounds like your show and podcasting has a lot in common definitely does. I mean, we look at the Internet as a whole other way to get media material to people without having to have the millions of dollars and the support of stations and producers and lawyers and stuff like that. So, yeah, I look at it as it's, I think it's the same way as, as TV was back then. That's happening now. And I feel really fortunate to be around in this, this time in this era. Did you watch a lot of TV when you were a kid? Um, probably about the average amount. Um, I think kids do watch t- too much TV. My parents would let us watch after we finished our homework and stuff, and we'd probably watch about an hour. And like I said, we normally watch local shows where it would be a real kind of a uniqueness to it because you know the same thing was happening in Chicago or L.A. And um, that's kind of what I watched growing up. And I don't think kids have as many choices now, especially the 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 local stations like NBC, ABC, the major network stations now, they've realized there's a lot of money to be made in that time with shows like Oprah and all the judge shows and stuff like that. So you no longer have stations trying to do their own programming. What was your favorite cartoon growing up? Uh, I like the one, I don't know if you remember, called Hong Kong Fooey about the dog that did karate. Do you remember that one? Oh, absolutely. That, that was one of my favorites, too. Yeah, I love that one. So that would probably be one of my favorites. 
What's the best thing that you've seen on TV lately? Wow. <clears throat> Boy, I don't know. I don't watch a lot of TV. Um, though there's some good stuff out there, I think. Um, um, ooh, that is a tough one. What have I seen out there that I kind of like? Um, I don't know. I mainly watch movies. I don't, I don't watch a lot of TV. I used to like MTV in the early days when they actually played music. I think they were kind of groundbreaking. And like I talked about the DJs at radio stations, they would kind of sit around and play videos they liked to see. And you don't have that anymore. So I don't watch a lot of TV. Plus, uh, one other thing is the amount of commercials we've seen. When, when I was growing up or in the 70s, TV shows had about four or five minutes of commercials. Now every half hour. And now it's up to eight or nine minutes, depending on the station. So you're watching a lot more commercials. And when you see reruns of old 70s shows, they're cutting a lot of the material out just to add for the extra 10 minutes per hour or whatever. So to me, it's just it's, it's ridiculous, the state of TV now. What's the most disturbing thing you've seen on TV? Um, I, guess, I guess I would have to say how news is covered now. With so many outlets and so many channels, <clears throat> I turned on the TV for another day because I'd been out of town for four or five days and thought... I just I want to catch up with kind of what's going on. And there was the Nike corporate Gulfstream plane. The wheels had locked up, and it couldn't land. And they followed this. All three of the news stations, CNN, Fox, uh, MSNBC, of uh, just following this little blip in the sky for three hours. You know, and to me, that's certainly not news. It's this kind of sensationalist thing. And they all follow one another. another. It's not like, okay, there's a war in Iraq we could be talking about. There's all these different things, but all three of them have to jump on that thing. And that kind of pack mentality, I think, is the most disturbing, how no one kind of thinks of themselves. They look at what the other ones are playing, and they all rush over and, and run to that. So I think that, those kind of, that kind of reporting um, is disturbing to me. Obviously, the national stories from D.C. get the most attention, but what's a local story that the rest of the country hasn't heard about? Hmm. I guess a lot of it is just, again, local politics. Uh, certainly our mayor now, Anthony Williams, is getting ready to leave, and he followed Mayor Barry, who made a lot of news. And um, a lot of people probably don't know Mayor Barry is back, has been reelected to the council. He, he serves on that, and he's pushing the uh, alternative fuel types, which has been getting a lot of press here, um, using, like, oils and stuff to run cars instead of gas. So that's that's about the local news happening, besides the you know car wrecks and the weather. What are the locals saying about the CIA leak case? Um, that was talked a lot about. Um, uh, it's gone back and forth, you know. With lately, Bob Woodward now is kind of the talk that he kind of said he knew beforehand and didn't tell his people at the post. So. People are wondering what kind of uh, motivation that was and why he did that. Um, so I think that's kind of the whole thing now is, is with Bob Woodward and his involvement in it. What's your opinion? Oh, boy. Um, I don't know. I think I really want to wait to see. From, from what I know, I think Fitzgerald's done a really good job of, of how he's handled it. But like a lot of these things, I don't think it's all been played out. So I've been kind of reserving my opinion, though I have been following it. Um, but I don't know. I don't think it will go as high as Cheney because 
Fitzgerald, and usually those people, whether he knew or not, I think kind of stop it at that level, or, or they have a fall guy who Scooter Libby, you know, I would think would be. But again, I just I don't know enough of the facts uh, about it. In your opinion, do politicians get anything done, or are they just constantly staking out their turf? <laughs> My personal opinion, they do not get a lot done. Um, oh, you know, it's like, I don't know, everyone's too concerned about their kind of own agendas and the red tape and the stuff they hear. It's just, it's amazing the things that get done get done, because it really is a circus, I think. And being this close, you kind of see it, that... And all this, whether you're Democrat or Republican, there's there's not really much difference, I don't think. I mean, they're both the same kind of red tape, the same bureaucracy that just keeps everything held up and, and not much um, gets done. But on the flip side of that, I, I don't know a better way to do it. I mean, it's easy to sit here and criticize, but anytime anything, whether it be a corporation or government or, or families, you get so big, there are going to be problems with running it. And uh, so, yeah, I think there are a lot of problems, but I... I don't know how to fix them. What's the one thing that the city of Washington, D.C. needs to do for its citizens today? The city's been running pretty well, I think. Uh, Invest more in downtown, D.C. is something they need to do. Uh, Especially during the 60s, a lot of people left downtown, and it really kind of died. Everyone went out of the suburbs, like you've seen in a lot of cities across America. Um, and I think they really need to support the city, and slowly that's been happening. People have been moving back into the city. Um, the MCI Center was built um, in town, which hosts a lot of concerts now, and our basketball and hockey team, and that's brought a lot of much-needed life kind of back in the city. But I think we need to see even more of that. How safe is a citizen of D.C. do you feel? Well, if you, if you look at the, I think the report came out last night that said we were like the fifth or sixth most dangerous city uh, in the United States, and you keep reading about that, but for the most part, uh, I feel I feel pretty safe in Washington. Um, of course, there's a small area that that is certainly more dangerous, and it's kind of sad. It's been cut off uh, from D.C., and that part would be like Anacostia and those parts. I don't think they get the kind of police attention and, and stuff that a lot of the other people in D.C. get, um, and that's a part of D.C. most people visiting here don't see. But from where our studio is from where we do the TV show and, and most of the people live and where all the tourist attractions are is, is a very safe city. I mean, you have, so it's not just one type of police. You got your regular police, your park police, your CIA, your FBI, the secret security. So for the most part, I think you're, you're really safe. Um, so not to say there's not bad parts of Washington. Here are the final five questions. What makes good children's programming on TV today? Uh, I would say honesty. Um, entertaining. Uh, don't always try to just sell them something, but try to entertaining. And I think entertainment is part of education. Um, so I think I think that's what children's TV needs. Have you ever been lost in D.C.? Yes, not often, but I have. Um, every street is repeated four times for the most part. We're divided into a northwest, northeast, southeast, southwest. So you can be in one street and cross over and still be like on Second Street, but have just crossed over to Northeast, and it gets kind of confusing. So I, I, I feel I know the city as well as anybody, but I have been lost in D.C. Any funny stories you could tell us about being lost? <laughs> um, not really. I'm not afraid to ask directions. Um, that's not really funny, but I will. I know a lot of people think that men are always they know how to go and stuff, but no, for the most part. Um, 
I, I don't get too upset and uh, not many funny stories. What's a restaurant that you can recommend to people who are visiting D.C.? Boy, that's going to be one of my questions for you coming up, uh, <laughs> to recommend in Dodge, Iowa. Um, one of my favorites is one called, uh, 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 let me see, what, what my, one of my favorite restaurants. If I were to send someone, um, uh, a Mexican place up the street from us called Austin Grill, we love and eat at a lot, and Sushi Co. I would have to say two, Austin Grill and Sushi Co. How do you get celebrities to be on your show? Uh, first off, we started with kind of people we I'd known or worked with in the past, but now it seems to have gotten to the point that a lot of people write us, and most of the people we get, uh, we've just had Juliette Lewis and Bright Eyes and people like that. A lot of these people have gotten in touch with us, so it's getting to a really nice level now that um, the people get in contact with us. And like I said before, we don't put people on just because they're out there or selling a new product. It has to be something we really like and enjoy and say we want to share this with people. And the final question, how did Rufus get his name? Uh, a friend of mine that's in a, in a band, when they used to sign in, in hotels, he didn't want to put his real name, and he would use the name Rufus Leaking. And when I started the show, I wanted a puppet, and I thought of names and thought of names, and that just always kind of made me laugh. And I called him and told him I was going to use it. So I, I don't know if he still signs into hotels using that, but um, that's where that came from. Scott, it's time to play Ask Bill 3. This is where I'm going to turn the microphone over to you, and you can ask me three questions about anything. So fire away. I'm ready, Bill. This is the moment I've been waiting for the whole time. If you could pick any three guests to be on your show, who would they be? Ooh. Um, you know, this really is a show about average, everyday people. Mm-hmm. I guess I would like to maybe talk to somebody from South America. I'd like to find out that perspective. I'd like to talk to somebody from Russia. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd also like to uh, talk to somebody in China. So those are, are three areas. So more locations than actual people right or occupations right very interesting if, if you want to talk about famous people or celebrities mm-hmm. uh well-known people um i'd like to talk to george bush mm-hmm. i think he'd be very interesting i'd like to have a conversation with tom cruise mm-hmm. um like to find out about his views about scientology mm-hmm. and the third one i think would be condoleezza rice i think she would be an interesting person to talk to interesting interesting uh, my second question, <clears throat> excuse me, is advertising evil? Advertising itself is not evil. However, sometimes the message can be. Good. I feel, I feel kind of the same way there. What is the best restaurant, my final question, to eat at in Dodge, Iowa? Well, when you come to visit Fort Dodge, Iowa, if you're looking for good barbecue, you could go to Buford's, which is just kind of down the street from where I record. Um, I do like a local restaurant I've known since I was a kid. It's kind of a hamburger joint, you would call it, and it's called J Mars. So that's I, I usually on a weekly basis go to J Mars for one of their sandwiches. So those would be the ones I would recommend. Wow, I look forward to trying those. Scott, tell us a little bit more about Pancake Mountain and how people can find it on the internet or on their televisions as well. Sure. Uh, like I said, it's a music show with children kind of of all ages. I mean, we have uh, dance parties where we have bands play, um, and kids from 3 to 30 or 
older come out and dance, and we have interview, and we have silly, stupid little skits, and that's about it. I started it two years ago. It can be seen on cable access um, stations in a few areas, New York, D.C., Arlington, a few more for now, which we're expanding and talking to networks. But almost all of the show is put up on the web at www.pancakemountain.com. And uh, that's about it. It's, it's the kind of stuff that entertains us and the crew. We all volunteer and, and put the time in for free. And it's just been really great. It's really grown. We get emails from all over the world now. Um, we sell DVDs of some of the shows. And we just sent an order to Tokyo, Japan. Uh, there's a Spanish version of the site that someone else runs. So it's, it's really kind of taken off, and it's still fun at this point. I don't know if that'll last, but probably stop doing it when it stops being fun. Well, I hope it stays fun for you for a very, very long time, because what I've seen of the program is very, very good. So congratulations on a great show, and thank you for being a guest. Are, are you glad that you took the time to be a part of our show? Oh, sure. Again, this is the kind of thing that I think the media should be used for, and not for eight stations covering an airplane that can't land for three and a half hours. But, you know, there all these people and, and the stuff I've listened to you've done in the past, Bill, I mean, that to me is much more interesting and educational than the 90% of the stuff you see on TV, which is a shame because it's, it's a great outlet and could be used in an amazing way. But, um, no, so I'm very glad to contribute to the same kind of thing that I feel we're doing is, is creating other outlets to get, to get these kind of things out there and to learn about other people. So I am so glad I was on it, and I'm glad you're doing what you're doing. Scott, thanks again for being a guest on You Are the Guest, and good luck with Pancake Mountain. Thanks, Bill. You're very welcome. If you'd like to be a guest on a future show, just go to our website at www.youaretheguest.com. Submit your first name, the town where you live, and a short description on why you'd make a good guest. There is no charge for being a guest, and you'll have the opportunity to share what you think and how the news and events from today affect your life. The show's producers will contact you by email if you're chosen for a future show. I need to tell you something. It's about the best-kept secret on the Internet. Yeah, that's right. PodcastPickle.com. The best podcasting directory on the Internet. That takes care of show 21 of You Are the Guest. And wrapping it up are two songs from the Poncho Ponsafe Music Network. Here's two in a row from Planet of Women, a band from the United Kingdom with their songs I Don't Care and Waking Up the Neighborhood. From the great city of Fort Dodge, Iowa, I'm Bill Grady. Thanks for listening.
Music provided from the Podsafe Music Network. Check it out at music.podshow.com.